0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on and welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, super fan and crazed fanatic of the Cincinnati Reds. Turn my addiction into information for you. Thank you for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the uh, afternoon slash evening today, or if you're listening on Tuesday morning as well, coming out a little bit later in the day. Locked On Reds, of course, is free and available wherever you get your podcasts Every single day. Coming up on today's podcast, let's catch up on some news and notes pertaining to our Red Legs, looking at uh, some Silver Slugger finalists, a coach moving on, things like that. I've also got, uh, we're, we're going to broach the idea of improving something about the Reds' lineup, something that should be a key to the Reds' offseason this year. And Adam Duvall, you remember him? He almost finished off the World Series win for the Atlanta Braves but the Astros had other ideas. We'll uh, get a little bit of an insight from Lockdown Insider Gordon Beckham about Game 5. That's all coming up here on today's On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I want to get started, as always, with the intro graphic. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for listening to Locked on Reds. Let's get Right into it. We've got a couple of things to catch up on when it comes to the Red Legs. Two things rewards, awards, two uh, two awards news. Finalists' information is for the Reds. Uh, looking at Silver Slugger, the Reds got four guys in on the Silver Slugger this season. Joey Votto, who oddly enough has never won a Silver Slugger. That needs to change. Jonathan India, Nick Castellanos. And Jesse Winker is also a finalist for the Silver Slugger Award in the National League. Conversely, when it comes to fielding, a little bit surprised uh, at this. Uh, Yadier Molina gets the nod, Tucker Barnhart doesn't. Really the only guy that we kind of figured the Reds would have as a finalist for the Gold Glove, but... Tucker Barnhart not named a finalist at the catcher position for the gold glove award. And let's be honest, the Reds decided that defense was not a priority this past offseason and the baseball writers decided they didn't like the Reds defense either. So not even Tucker Barnhart gets a finalist nod for the gold glove. But speaking of the silver slugger awards and and the uh, finalists that the Reds have, Joe Mather Reds or former Reds assistant hitting coach is now and he was also the director of hitting for the Reds. He is now the hitting coach, the not assistant hitting coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's now two years in a row that Reds assistant hitting coaches have been poached, if you will. Not poached, but promoted. Let's go with that. Promoted to full time hitting coach for another team as Donnie Ecker went to the Giants this past, uh, uh, last off season. So Joe Mather out, he's going to Arizona. And I think that just speaks to how good the lineup has been teams like guys who preside over good lineups. They look at teams and they're like, all right, they they're good at hitting. We need to be better at hitting. Come on over assistant hitting coach. And so the director of hitting, whereas Derek Johnson is now the director of pitching, along with being the pitching coach for the Cincinnati Reds, director of pitching for the entire organization, the director of hitting for the Reds organization is now a vacancy as well as assistant hitting coach. So we'll look and see how the Reds fill that there, but those were just kind of the notes over the weekend. Not really a huge, uh, shock or huge worry about Joe Mather leaving. It was awesome that he gets his promotion and moves on to the Diamondbacks. There was a great article in the athletic from former Reds beat writer, Zach Buchanan, who is the Diamondbacks beat writer for the athletic. He talked with Joey Votto and Tucker Barnhart about Joe Mather and what he had meant to them over this last season. And what he is bringing to the table for the Arizona Dynamax. So if you have a subscription to The Athletic, you can see what the guys thought of Joe Mather and him moving on. But it's interesting to note the hitting because I think that there is something that the Reds can do and something that should be a key and something on the offseason checklist that they should be focusing on. We're going to talk about that here in a minute uh, because it's big. It's it's something that they struggled with quite a bit. And I don't know necessarily that it's something that needs completely, like, it, there needs to be a teardown and rebuild or something like that just to make this particular part of the lineup better. I think part of it has to do with people on the current lineup improving, but they can go for a name, a big name, or maybe go for a couple of, you know, mid level possibilities, platoon guys, something like that. We'll, we'll talk about that and here in just a moment. It's talking dealing, obviously, I've I've beat around the bush for now, but dealing with left-handed pitching because we know how terrible the lineup was against that this year. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you, you need to get DirecTV Stream and bring all of your entertainment options under one television screen. Look, we've all got profiles and passwords out the wazoo. I don't even know how many Passwords I have now. It's nice to have an app that kind of keeps track of that. Direct TV Stream can help you consolidate that by bringing all of your entertainment, all your favorite TV shows, movies, live sports, and all of that under one TV screen with Direct TV Stream. Go to DirectTV.com right now to learn more about all the different entertainment packages that they have. And the different devices that you can use with them—you do have to have a compatible device, and the contents vary by the package. But you can find out more about that at DirectTV Stream, or at DirectTV.com, and look up DirectTV Stream. Stop using multiple devices and so many different streaming accounts to get all of your content. Check out DirectTV Stream today. All right, so we talked a little bit about, and and to be honest with you, and I mentioned them, they they were the Silver Slugger finalists, Joey Votto, Jonathan India, Nick Castellanos, and not pictured here, uh, Jesse Winker. I definitely think that Castellanos should be a Silver Slugger award winner, not just a finalist. I wonder a little bit. I think India's got a shot, but I wonder at the competition there. And then Joey, I don't know if he beats out Freddie Freeman there. That's, That's a bit of a tough one, but he at least gets the nod. I still can't believe that he's never won a silver slugger. But I wanted to talk to you about something here in this segment that we all know, a huge struggle for the Reds. And I'm going to use this picture of Gino because I think that this encapsulates the Reds' lineup and their thoughts about hitting left-handed pitchers. This past season, they were terrible. And uh, by terrible, I mean, like, overall, they had a team slugging percentage of 431 against left-handed pitchers, they had a team slugging percentage of 3.78 and that's team-wide. And when you expand not expand it, but when you focus in even more so on Reds left-handed hitters who were left in the lineup to face left-handed pitching, they had a slugging percentage of 3.07. Now the the craziest part about this the Reds hit 225 against left-handed pitching, but the, the craziest part about the splits here is that when you look at the left-handed hitters, the guy who had the best OPS against lefty pitching was Joey Votto. He's been pretty good his entire career against lefty pitching, but he's sort of seen that decline as he's gone through his decline phase, and obviously this past season was a complete renaissance of that, and I don't even know that we can call him a decline phase player anymore, but he's still is declining against left-handed pitching. The guy who had the best batting average of the lefty hitters, Tucker Barnhart, against left-handed pitching. He actually hit 255. Now, he didn't really slug too much, but he had a 255 batting average. Everybody else was lower than that. And you're talking about some real dismal numbers when you're looking at Jesse Winker and Tyler Naquin and, and Moose. Ooh, Moose. He had a tiny sample size because he didn't play that much overall, but a tiny sample size against lefty pitching, and it was not... He was slugging, or he had an OPS, so on-base plus slugging of 329 against left-handed pitching. Don't want to see Moose against a lefty next year. And it's definitely brought into the forefront uh, something that people don't like to talk about a lot. People want a great eight. People want a everyday lineup who they know who's coming out before they even put the lineup on paper. They, they want to see a static lineup, but that's not a thing anymore. If you look at the way that the managers have done so in the World Series, there's matchups. There are changes. There are platoons. There are people who hit against lefties, people who get hit against righties, and so on and so forth. That is just a thing that's going to happen from now on. And and we've been talking about this for the last couple of off seasons. and the Reds don't need to shun the idea of platooning. And I know that a lot of people like to complain about David Bell and being obsessed with righty-lefty and lefty-righty and blah, blah, blah. But there's a reason for it. The stats show that it's kind of silly to leave lefties in against lefties, especially when you're talking about the Reds. Reds left-handed batters against left-handed pitchers this year hit a combined 197. Ooh, that's not something I want to see next year. So let's set the lineup up for success. What is most likely to happen? Lefties get better against left-handed pitching, something that hasn't happened very often at all through the history of baseball, or you find some right-handed hitters who can dominate those left-handed pitchers. Now, two guys on the lineup I'm looking at already will, uh, I I believe improve. Number one is the guy in this picture. He's going to improve against lefty pitching. That was something that this year he wasn't good against, even though he has been in his career this year. His uh, stats against left-handed pitching was even worse against his stats against right-handed pitching, and that's backwards considering he's a right-handed hitter. So I think Gino, Eugenio Suarez, is going to get better against left-handed pitching next year. I I think that that is almost a law of averages is going to improve next season. Tyler Stevenson as well. I think he gets better. He's pretty decent against left-handed pitching this year, considering most of the Reds weren't even decent against left-handed pitching. He was one of the better ones, and I think he will continue to improve. So you've got your middle of the order against lefty pitching. You don't necessarily need to go out and get a big bopper if you don't have to, but I liked this uh, this suggestion I saw over at the Red Reporter. Our buddy Wick Terrell mentioned that the Reds should go out and get Cattell Marte from the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are in a state of flux right now because their general manager came out, I think it was a couple of days ago, after a meeting with ownership and said, Look, making up 30 wins, because they only won 52 games. The Arizona Diamondbacks won 52 games last year, and five of them came against the Reds. I will always roll my eyes against that when I think about the 2021 Cincinnati Reds, but whatever. They won 52 games last year and their general manager was trying to tell fans, look, to expect a 30 win improvement is a little bit backwards and probably not something that's going to happen. So they may be open to trading a guy like Ketel Marte. Now it's going to take a haul. It's not as if they're going to sell him on the cheap or anything like that. Probably talking about this could be a scenario where the Reds might be able to use Nick Szel as a trade chip, maybe also have to give up a pretty big prospect too. Think about this though for a second. If you have the idea of getting a Castell Marte who was very good against right-handed or left-handed pitching last season, what is too much? Probably Hunter Green, probably Nick Ladello. Don't really think I want to trade Jose Barrero for him and things like that. Would Graham Ashcraft be a possibility? I know that he was a meteoric rise through the minors last year, but I don't know. I mean, I, The idea is the Reds are close to co- close to being a competitive baseball team who can make the playoffs. And if ownership buys in, if ownership just just a little bit, spends a little bit of money, and maybe does a little bit of creative things here and there, besides just going and claiming guys off waivers and picking up everybody else's throwaways, then they can make it to the playoffs. Cattell Marte could be that guy. And he has multiple years of team control. He's not just a free agent at the end of next season. So what's more likely to happen? Graham Ashcraft, in a couple of years, is absolutely on fire and makes the Reds an amazing team that makes the playoffs? Or, by including him in a trade, you can get a guy like Cattell Marte, dominate left-handed pitching, and make the playoffs now? I think that's worth a thought. Anyway, that's something that should be considered by this Reds team in the offseason, should be a key uh, checkpoint on the checklist of the Reds offseason. Hopefully they agree because the Reds against left-handed pitching last year were terrible. It got to the point, and I said this on multiple occasions, it got to the point that if you were an opposing team, you might as well just find somebody who can throw a baseball with their left hand and put them on the mound because the Reds just couldn't hit them. Didn't matter how fast it was coming. Didn't matter how much it broke. It was just a lot of terrible at-bats against left-handed pitching. And I think that they've got the middle of their order situated. And I think Jonathan Endio will be good against left-handed pitching next year. So you just need a dude. And catal Marte is an interesting suggestion. Although I did see something that said that he really wants to play second base more than center field. I don't know if that would be something that he would force if he were traded to the Reds. And if that was something that he would force, then you shouldn't go trade for him because the Reds have their second baseman. But that's getting that's putting the cart so far in front of the horse, the horse can't even see it. The point is... The Reds need to get better against left-handed pitching, and there are options out there. They just have to think about it and have a plan and be creative, which makes you wonder if they can do that. All right, coming up, I want to talk about the World Series. Talk about Adam Duvall for a minute, and it looks as if I'm having issues with the video clip, so we won't have uh, Lockdown Insider Gordon Beckham on today's show, but we'll talk about the World Series here. In just a moment. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about the awesomeness of Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, bar none, period, plain and simple. Check out their brand new flavors today at Built.com. They have all kinds of great stuff. We're talking about my favorite flavor, Cherry Barcia. There's also Cookie Dough Chunk. There's Cookies and Cream. Great fall flavors as well. Check the website periodically to see what kind of flavors come in and out. You can get all kinds of great stuff at built.com. We're talking about healthy snacks as well. They're made with 100% real chocolate, but the statistics show they're talking about like 130 to 180 calories, up to 18 grams of protein and pretty high in fiber as well. Look them up today at built.com and use the promo code lock 15 to save 15% off your next order. That's built.com in the promo code locked 15. All right, we'll close out today's show by talking about the World Series a little bit because last night was interesting. The Braves had a shot to clinch the series, and they started things off really uh, with a bang, with a slam. An Adam Duvall grand slam. You remember him. He used to be a Red for a couple of years. He was traded for the Reds, um, traded uh, from the Giants for Mike Leak. And he played a couple of years, was an all-star in 2016 and had 30 home runs in 2016 and 2017. But he always kind of had this enigma because he struck out a lot. And that sort of dampened his value at the plate. You always looked at the power numbers and you loved them, but it was as if he was missing something. He had one puzzle piece that just didn't make him the entire picture for the Reds. And in 2018, Um, Dick Williams decided that he liked Jesse Winker and Scott Schebler more. And so they traded him for Lucas Sims and for Matt Whistler and for Preston Tucker. But Preston Tucker was literally here for like 20 minutes. And then the Reds sent him back to the Braves for cash. So it was really just Lucas Sims and Matt Whistler. And then, They traded Matt Whistler before the 2019 season for a minor league pitcher named Diomar Lopez. Diomar Lopez was in Chattanooga and Louisville this past season, and he's only 24 years old. So we may be seeing him in a year or two. Don't know exactly what the level of production we can expect from him. Although, in Chattanooga and in Louisville this past season, his ERA was under three as a relief pitcher. So maybe he could be a relief pitcher in the future for the Reds. But all in all, that trade was for Lucas Sims because Dick Williams was betting on Jesse Winker and Scott Shebler, and he was betting on Lucas Sims. That is why Adam Duval did not remain a Red past the 2018 season. Ever since then, he's kind of bounced around a little bit. Not really... Uh, held on with either with any one team he's been with the Braves for a total of about four seasons but it's been off and on he was actually on the uh almost said the Dolphins he was almost he was on the Marlins at the beginning of this season but was traded to the Braves in their flurry of moves during the trade deadline week so he's never been a dude who's always been a sure thing but that grand slam last night kind of awoken some thoughts in Red's heads like hey Wasn't he a red? Why isn't he still a red? Sometimes things like that happen. But hey, that was a great hit for him. The thing was, the Braves, for the second game in a row in the World Series, had a bullpen day. It's an interesting thought because a lot of the times during the year, we think of bullpen days as just simply... A kind of wild card that teams can play, like we always talked about bullpen days for the Reds as a way to give their starters an extra day of rest. Or, in the case of offsetting a double header, making sure that they don't pitch their guys on less than normal rest. In the World Series, the Braves almost used that as a weapon, used it as something that they could help to give them advantage. But it didn't really, because they gave up nine runs yesterday. Now we can debate about the Jose Altuve steal of second. Was he out? Was he not? Replay showed that he was out. I don't know why they did a replay review and still decided that the dude was safe, because that, uh, that was ridiculous. He was out. Whatever. It, replay's broken when it comes to baseball talked about that in nauseum before but I was thinking of Adam Duvall after that and I, I did have a clip Gordon Beckham kind of breaks it down the Astros bats just kind of came alive and they kept them alive to go back to Houston for game six game six is going to be Tuesday night as Dusty looks for his first career World Series win as a manager but to be honest with you I mean to see Adam Duvall win it that'd be kind of cool too See him get a ring. Although it is nice to see Jose Siri in center field for the Astros. Dude who never really got the chance with the Reds. He just, he had too many troubles striking out in the minor leagues. So they didn't really want to commit to him in the major leagues. And they kind of sent him on his way and the Astros picked him up. And here he is playing in the World Series. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's podcast. And speaking of tomorrow's podcast, I want to talk about some non-tender candidates. Guys who could be, um... Uh, candidates to not go to arbitration, not even get a contract tendered their way. Some guys that the Reds could move on from and maybe save a couple of bucks, hopefully to repurpose that for something else. But Yeah, whatever. That's on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. Now go check out Locked On MLB as Sully has you covered for all things World Series. But that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much. And by the way, real quick, before we go, a quick shout out. Got a message from a fan in Germany. And that's kind of why I'm wearing my Bayern Munich shirt today. But curious if there's any other fans over in Germany or Europe. I know we've got some fans in England as well. Reds fans. I mean, if you're fans of the podcast, that's cool. But Reds fans in Europe always intrigue me because baseball is such a localized sport when it comes to team fandom that to hear of team of reds fans in europe that just gets me excited so if you're over in germany or france or england or wherever hit me up on twitter at jeff Carr with three f's or you can hit the show up at locked on reds that'll do it for us today i'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow